Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. This is going to be so awesome. This is highlighting the presentations at our Mothers Who Know retreat that we had at the end of April 2023. And it was just an amazing experience in such a beautiful place. And something I heard just yesterday about it was, I'm just super surprised that there's no drama here. One of the women said that she hadn't attended the retreat, but she was saying how, you know, how concerned she is all the time at hurting somebody's feelings or saying the wrong thing, you know, when she's participating or communicating in the group me chats that we have here where we stay connected in Mothers You Know. And so then I told her how little drama we experience here at Mothers You Know, and how we, it's such a beautiful connecting place. And that was just so present when we met in person because we are often only online. So at the retreat, when we met in person, it was just magical to notice how much love and care was there and how yeah i just all that were there i think felt like they were accepted that it was okay to just enjoy themselves and be there and just take it all in i just really have had so many comments about that and so today i'm here with rachel and jen and debbie and yeah 
we are going to share with you some of the highlights from the things they presented there. And it's kind of fun. I'm so glad that we got these ladies together. This is, we've been working at this, trying to get these ladies together because all the other presenters have been recorded and you may have listened to them already, but it's just fun because Jen and Rachel both were on, you know, right up there on the committee that planned all the retreat and, you know, took assignments and were over those things and helped so much. They helped BJ heal so much in planning the retreat. And so much of our success in the retreat is because of their efforts. And then Debbie, she is just an associate right in our Mothers You Know team. Like she works and does so much and, and she's done a lot of service at the retreat, following the retreat. Things she didn't even know she'd be doing that I didn't know she'd be doing. But she's been just, she presented at the retreat, but she also just helped so much. Yeah, with our, with our efforts to be successful there. So it's kind of neat that these are the last three ladies that we're talking to. So if we could just go in this order, ladies, Jen, if we could start with you. And Jen actually did a presentation as well as warrior yoga which was cool and then rachel will do you go to you and then debbie and just before rachel and debbie will kind of just talk a little bit about what you did and then we'll turn it over to you so jen if we could start with you thank you yes so fun to be here and to re go back to all those wonderful memories of the retreat because it truly was such a loving spirit-filled atmosphere and so yeah definitely blessed my life to have been a part of it so do you want us to introduce or just go right into oh, our topic totally. so. thank you so much yes please okay awesome. well no i was just yes yeah. I was reading through my notes and, and yeah, part of my introduction went with my class. And so I was like, oh, Please. maybe I'll do some of that. I'm so, so glad I'm, you mentioned that because I've totally forgot about that. In fact, I was thinking you probably should go listen to those other ones to see what you did. It's been so long that you can't remember, even though it was just like two weeks ago. So <laughs> you're <thanks>. great. <clears throat> okay. So my name is Jennifer Coleman. I live in North Salt Lake, Utah. I grew up in Provo, Utah. I studied nursing at BYU which is where I went, met my husband and he's amazing. We've been married 31 years and we're the parents of seven children and parenting and being a mother was my lifelong love and passion, but it's also been my stretchiest learning experience, joys and pains, right? So it's been amazing, but also I think where I've learned the most, obviously, I love some of the things I love are sunshine in the outdoors, walks, bike rides, yoga, ice water, and dragonflies. And some something that makes me giddy, which is a level up from happy or things I love, are comfy and cute clothes. They're cute and comfy. That I'm gonna be a grandma in September, a couple months here. Mm-hmm. And my afternoon meditation, things that couple of things that make me giddy so yeah that's so cool yeah that's fun I'm glad you said those things there's a couple there I was like I did not know that about you 
<laughs> well, good. <laughs> well, and it goes with my class because I got to share about self-care. And I kind of just got to share a little bit about my journey of from not believing in self-care, not being able to do it or not thinking I needed it and not even really knowing what it really was. So I came from that place to discovering what it means to me and that I could actually start to incorporate it into my life and that I, for the first time, actually really felt cared for for the first time in my life when I started doing the things I learned about self-care. And so two things that were key for me in the process of this, in my journey of discovering self-care were these two truths that I learned that helped me start changing the way I thought about it. And the first one was that the battle, the, the real battle or the most important battle to fight is to have the spirit with us. So I thought, so couldn't getting the spirit be the greatest self-care I give myself or the greatest self-care I can do. So that really started changing how I thought about it. And the, the exercise that I had the ladies do was to write down things you love and things that make you giddy because we taught. And so we had them do it and they wrote down some things I love and things that really make me giddy. I just want to ah uh, giggle when I think of getting to do that or experiencing that. And we talked about that because it hit me so hard that those are the same feelings that the spirit creates in us. Because we asked the ladies, how do you feel when you read your list of what makes you giddy? And, and they were like excited, happy, motivated, you know, just these hopeful feelings. And we, we talked about how those are the fruits of the spirit. So if we're, if we're trying to get and fight to have the spirit in our days, that is something that we will be feeling these feelings of joy and peace and excitement for life. Right. And so it's really important to know those things you love and things that make you giddy because incorporating those into our day, and they don't have to be big, huge things. You know, it can be wearing your comfy socks that day that makes you feel cared for. Right. So that was a really neat thing in my process of understanding what self-care was because I was one of those that under I thought self-care was trips away or full days at the spa or massages or you know what I mean I felt and I just was like I didn't have the brain power to do anything like that and so this was really good because it brought it down to the fact that like I can do this I can fight to have the spirit and I can do something that brings me the spirit and brings me joy in my day so the second thing that really helped me, the second truth that was key was that not every voice in my head is a trusted voice. So I started learning this concept of the thoughts I'm having in my voice, in my head, isn't always my voice, right? So it's, it's not to be trusted, some of the thoughts that I had. And if they're you know, negative and discouraging, those are not from the spirit. Those aren't from God. He's always an encourager. The savior always encourages us, even in our bad places, even in places of sin, 
even in mistakes, he is encouraging us. And so I started really looking at my thoughts and analyzing how I talked to myself even and how I thought about myself when I was in those places of mistakes or when I did something wrong. You know, what did I say to myself? And I started really having to notice that often it wasn't kind. They weren't kind things. And noticing that I wanted to create a new pathway in my brain because I started connecting the fact that the way I was speaking to myself and the way I was not loving myself in my own responses to myself, I was blocking myself from feeling the spirit sometimes and feeling God's love. So I wanted to really practice and work on that. So that's what I started to do is just practice with my thoughts and trying to be more gentle and kind and compassionate to myself, just like I would to my, you know, sweet child when they're little and, or, you know, someone you love so much. So that really started changing because I started seeing my thoughts and this visual really helped me seeing my thoughts as birds that flew by over my head with a little sign. And I would read that thought and I would say, do I like that thought? Does that make me feel good? Does it make me feel encouraged? Does it give me the feelings the spirit gives me? If it doesn't, I just let that bird fly on by. If it is something I feel I want to keep, I grab it and put it in my heart. And that way we don't have to judge ourselves when we have thoughts that we don't love. We just, oh, I don't really want to keep that one. And I'm going to let that one go by. So this, this changing my thought process really started letting me feel the Lord's love. And that started me changing and feeling loved by myself and cared for in a way that I never had before. And so those two things together really started to change my whole paradigm around self-care. And it just is one of those things where you change how you feel about it and, and feeling cared about. And it changes everything. Nothing changes in your circumstance, but you feel totally different and everything changes. Right. So those were some of the things that I really, really started to help me. And then it just went back to once I opened up that feeling loved by the savior, my testimony grew so much that he really is the answer to every problem we have in life. And I, when I connect and feel his love, I can do everything that is required of me. And so it really did change my whole life because I felt cared for and I felt more of his love. And I just want to read this quote that I love from Sister Holland that said, miracles happen when we slow down, calm down and kneel down. Everything the Lord has will be ours. And I just really loved that we can figure anything out with the Lord, right? So loving ourselves in this process of self-discovery of self-care, even for me, was huge. And it was the Savior that helped me come to understand new ways. And so I just, you know, really loved that we can focus on the Savior. He can help us figure out and care for ourselves in a way that we never maybe thought possible. We never knew, or we thought it was a different thing. So those were some of the things and just my testimony of the savior has grown so much. And I know that he's the one that makes it possible for us to feel cared for and loved. 
And I'll just, I just wanted to end with the last fourth verse of I believe in Christ. And it says, I believe in Christ. He stands supreme. From him, I'll gain my fondest dream. We all have dreams we want, and it's from him. And while I strive through grief and pain, we know we have grief and pain in this life. His voice is heard, ye shall obtain. And that, that's my greatest testimony that I love and trust him. And he will make everything possible for us. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So good. You know, Jen, that's like being a walking miracle. It's what you just described, right? You described, this is what a walking miracle looks like. A person who can look around and think, I care so deeply about so many things and have the circumstances in my life that I just love, that I, I'm dedicated, like devoted to the stewardships I have. And then to notice, you know, if we don't know how to do what you just described in things that we love so dearly and want to be successful so dearly, we just become so confused and miserable thinking, I'm a really smart person that knows a really lot of things and I try really, really hard, right? And so, but you describing it in such a beautiful, simple way of self-care for you, it's something you can do all along the way and that it's filling the spirit. Like that's a huge thing to fight for rather than what am I going to do nice for myself today? Right? right. Yeah. Such a huge thing to fight for. And then how much of you you found when you could feel the Savior's love in your life so much more by hearing the right voice. Right. Yeah. It was huge. And it, it is huge, right? It's something we continually fight for every single day. We have to, right? It's not just like, hey, I'm there and I got it. It's like, oh, got to fight again today, which, you know, fight to be by him. There's nothing better than that. But yeah, I did forget to say one of the things in my practice that really helped me as I was trying to change my thoughts was a list of truths. And I read some of those truths every single day because I, needed to create that new pathway. So, you know, maybe we can put the, the truths, the list of truths at the end, you know, in the notes or something after this, but that I had to do that. And it, it, I still do it every single day. I hang on to the truths because I know the Lord doesn't lie. And these are truths that he will keep his promises for. And I just want to come to trust those truths, you know, so. So good. What I loved about listening to Jen every time she actually gives any lesson or talks is she is very poised. She speaks very well. And it's, I don't know why it's, it's not fun, I would say, but it's, it gives, it gives me a lot of courage and faith in myself when I see someone that is just so incredible and then be so open and raw about their journey. And you're like, well, wow, look at where she is. And she's really mortal. And she's gone through a struggle and and admittedly still lives in mortality with the struggle but the tools that she teaches really have worked in her life and it gives all of us I think the hope and courage that they'll work in our lives too and like we can do it also 
I don't know if you were going to mention it, but she did do the warrior yoga, as Karen said. And there is, I bet, no better yogi than Jen. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> she just talks all the way through it, but they're like little words of wisdom as she's having you in the down dog and sticking your legs up in places you never thought they could go and all kinds of things. <laughs> and I remember laying there and she she gave the little imagery of the bird when we're laying there. It's like, well, if I have a thought come to my head, this bird flies by and has this little like cartoon blurb over his head. And I just read it like, no, I'm not going to believe that one. It can go on by, or I'm going to take that one. And the way she's just doing her whole yogi business with these little birds flying over, it was so fun. It was just so fun. And it was so real. It was just great. Oh, thank you so thanks, much, Deb. Thanks for bringing that up, Debbie. Yeah, totally. I was going to pull that out. So thanks for going for that. It was just, that's, I regretted two things. One was not getting the list. So I'm so excited. I'm going to get the list of all the truths that you read every day and not going to your yoga. Those were two things. I was like, ah, I missed those two things. So oh, you're sweet. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. We are just so blessed to learn together. It's amazing what happens here at Mothers You Know. It's not like we all just hunker down and take this deep look at these really incredible principles. It's like we take a look at ourselves underneath the gospel of Jesus Christ with a heightened awareness of how important it is to know how to self-regulate and how to fill the spirit so that the adversary doesn't have more power because he does have the power to influence our thoughts. It's just amazing how edifying it is to hear what each other's language is in describing these things that we're understanding through the spirit together because yeah it's something we are pretty dedicated to here and it is to you know to testify that we already have all the truths that we need in the gospel of jesus christ but knowing how to apply them when there's an enemy so determined to make sure that we don't understand how to connect with Christ or keep the spirit or have our identity intact, right? So that's what we work on is how do we do that? Because that is, that is such a beautiful truth that you taught us, Jen. Thank you so much. Oh, thank anything, you. Oh. Anything you want to say about your warrior yoga? I would love to you know, it was just a beautiful experience of being able to be together. And it kind of just was a, a opportunity for us to, we connected with our bodies and we connected with our emotions because we talked about, you know, blowing, you know, breathing, when you breathe in and out in yoga, breathe in the, the feelings you want to feel and breathe out the feelings you don't want to feel today. Like, let's think about it and be intentional. And so with our breathing, we would think about, okay, I want to have confidence and I don't want to have fear, or I want to have love and I don't want to have judgment. You know, we kind of, everyone could kind of do their own thing with their emotions. And then we did, you know, we just through the yoga, we just, I 
you know, taught truths that help us ignite our warrior chemistry, right. Of today. Like we could, we got this, we had, I had some little songs that are very, are inspiring and the, the words while we did our yoga. And then it was just amazing because then at the very end, we kind of had our relaxing time after we had worked, we had worked our bodies, we had gotten this energy going. And then we were able to lay there and calm and with energy flowing through our bodies, then try connecting with God. Like it was just this amazing experience where we could say, okay, Heavenly Father, you know, we could listen and talk to him. And it was emotional. It was a beautiful spirit felt theme, filled theme. And it was just a neat experience to fill that together where those themes are so important to appreciate our bodies and know how to regulate our emotions and then connect to our power. And then we were ready for the day. <laughs> so it was just a cool experience. That's so good. Well, I know, I know you listeners are thinking, oh, I want to go to that yoga, right? I know you're thinking that because that's what Rachel and I were thinking. We did not get to go to yeah, that way. And yeah, so I don't know. I've had the thought, even without going to the yoga, we need to have Jen do some yoga online so people can connect to that. Anyway, so well, I don't know, Jen, we might be, we might that be, would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's just because then it'd be just, I, I love the approach of, yeah, getting to our truth and feeling what's true and hearing what's true and just yeah celebrating this body that god gave us that allows us to feel even more deeply so good thank you thank for that you. jen so so grateful for you thank okay you. i vote for online yoga yeah amen with amen the yoga jen yeah <laughs> totally let's see Rachel was such a lift for our retreat. It was the coolest thing because, you know, we all sit in online meetings with Rachel. And as we were planning the retreat and things, Rachel says, as we're thinking, well, we have all these options for people to present something musical, so to bring in the spirit through music and lift everybody's spirits with music. And anyway, she just nonchalantly said, you know, I sing right and we were like you do right and we were like that's so cool but when we got there and experienced not just you singing because your voice was amazing but the the personality that you put behind it and the just gosh how fun you made it how personal you made it for everybody yeah i'm gonna let her tell you and highlight what she did for her presentations but you ladies jen and debbie and i we're going to be listening to see if you share enough of that because because it <laughs> was awesome so much that's so nice so first i just want to say that being on the planning committee and thinking about all of the things that we hoped would be outcomes of the retreat we're just coming away armed with strength of the savior to let him prevail in your life and to connect with him and find answers to questions that are weighing on your mind and heart 
and to also make connections with each other and learn from each other. And as we, we were planning for this retreat, I kind of didn't want to tell anybody, like, I was, I was trying to like, think of really amazing people that could come seeing that are well known. And, and, and then Karen, you were saying, well, I really just like to keep it within our, our little, you know, mothers who know realm. And I was like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, oh my goodness. And I was like, okay, I can sing. And the internet just were like, you can't, great. And I hadn't even heard me. I was like, how, what, what if I'm terrible? How would they even know? They, they just trust me. This is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so one thing that I, that's really important to me in my life is things are, there are a lot of hard things in life and there are a lot of serious things in life. And I think when we grow up, we often forget how to play. Mm-hmm. We forget how to, to bring a bright light of like childlike fun. Mm-hmm. And that was my goal was to bring that. And I, I do love a playful nature and I love being around people who are playful. And so I wanted to bring that as part of the retreat so that we could talk about the serious things, but then also just have this moment where we could feel the love of God in a beautiful, playful, kind of consuming way that we, we don't have to take everything so seriously, even though we, we life is serious, <laughs> let's be honest, <laughs> even though that is true. So Anyway, we had been talking for months, planning for months, and preparing and praying for this women's retreat. And so the first song that I sang, which I am so grateful, my I, I contacted my niece who lives in Omaha, Nebraska, and we're the same age. And we shared everything growing up. It was so fun growing up with her. And we used to make up lyrics to songs. And that would be funny. And this, this, the first song that we sang together, I invited her up and we sang, we are talking about the women's retreat, sung to, we don't talk about Bruno. And <laughs> it was so fun writing lyrics to that and thinking about all of the presenters. And I had all the presenters like, tell me something about themselves so that I could glean something from their life that I could use to present them. And they were playing child instruments up at the front and they were such good sports because I asked them just on the fly, (laughs) going to come up and just play this cute little instrument. And they were like, sure. (laughs) So it was so fun to just introduce everyone, just a little something about each, each presenter. And then then another song that I sang was my favorite things. And really it was about my favorite foods because one of the things I've struggled with in life is just going to food for comfort and food equals love equals safety. And that is one of those lies that I have been duped into believing often. And so 
we just talked a little bit about how Satan's plan and tactics are insecurity and fear and anxiety and confusion. And it leaves us exposed to risk and loss and danger and crisis. And the Savior is exactly the opposite. And he gives us security and makes us subject to courage and peace and confidence. He envelops us in safety and assistance and assurance. And so when I sang the song about my favorite things, it was just to say, you know, these things might taste delicious. And the last line was, when my children won't stop debating when I'm going mad, I simply go take, I simply go binge eat my favorite things and then I don't feel so bad. And it's really this counterfeit. It's just not even true because then my body does feel sick afterwards and I, I regret it and I feel guilty because I've gone against my value system to take really good care of my body. And anyway, it's just one of those moments when we're, we can all relate to something that we just kind of go to that might not be the best source. So that was that song. Then we sang the song, Hello, which I had rewritten lyrics to. And I had rewritten lyrics to some of these songs for girls camp. And so it was fun to just pull them out and polish them up a little bit and, and sing them. And it's amazing how a heavenly father can do that, where he can, he can help you do something in the past that prepares you for something in the future that can be shared. And so this hello song was, it's, it's like a prayer to God. And it just, it just talks about, Hey, I'm here, God. And will you help me? And he does. Then one other song, song I sang, one other song I sang was happy working song. I just love that from Enchanted because she does take all of these, <laughs> these animals and, and bugs that you wouldn't really want in your house. And she trusts them and helps them to understand what to do. And they do a good job. And sometimes we need a reminder that, you know, there, only, there is only one enemy and it's Satan. And sometimes people might look and act in ways that are not becoming but they have this divine potential and we can help lift them and, and understand what to do as disciples of Christ. And let's see. Then I did a, pre a presentation a little bit later in the day with another one of my very favorite people. And that is my daughter. And she and I, <laughs> I like to say she and I grew up together because <laughs> having children helps you grow up and <laughs> it really helps you see your weak spots. It helps you see where you need to grow. And she and I just, we are very close and I adore her. And she came and sang with me on that second presentation. And the first thing that we sang was, let's see, what was the first thing? It was about, it was 
It was the breakup song. And in the breakup song, <laughs> it talks about not being owned by fear. It's fear, you don't own me. And so that was really great to sing with her. It was like a personal declaration. And that's why I love that song. It's so powerful to me. Mm -hmm. Then we sang the cup song, which also was rewritten lyrics. And is well, that, it, it's actually, is, that the, is that the name of it? The cup song? Well, it's, I, I don't know what the exact name is. I think I mean, that's what I call it. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's anyway, it, it also is kind of like a prayer to God and I rewrote lyrics to that quite some time ago and we put it on YouTube and my daughter and I are actually in the kitchen and we're doing the, the motions and singing it together. And anyway, you can, you can see how young she is and, and I look much different, I feel like, and it was, it was just one of those Whenever I write something where I want to have, I wanted to have a, a meaning that is a spiritual meaning, really. I truly just pray over that song and I mm. ask for words to come. And it takes me a very long time to like pull all the things and make it just right until it's like, okay, Heavenly Father, is this good? Because really what I'm trying to do is make it so that it can help other people. And I just feel almost really like I can do it. Like, okay, God's giving me this. Oh, this is the idea. I'm going to write that down. So anyway, that was, that was the cup song. And then she shared a song that she wrote called the Scarecrow song. And in that song, she talks about mothers as being protectors and that she has felt protective power from my role as a mother to her and what that looks like for her and that things in life are hard and they come up and, and there have been times when she doesn't know what to do. And sometimes she doesn't know what or who to rely on, but that she can rely on her mother and that that role and that relationship of mother daughter is so powerful and that, that we can do this, we can do it together and, and it's going to be okay. And then the last song that we sang and I had us all sing together was lean on me. I figured that was a song that most everybody knew and we handed out lyrics because, you know, we live in this world and it's hard and it's confusing often and we can't do it by ourselves. Literally. Totally. We, we couldn't have even lived past our, the first day of our birth practically without someone, some caregiver, and we mistakenly think we outgrow caregivers and it's just not true. Mm. There are times when we even find ourselves in positions where through no fault of our own, we're there and we cannot get out of it by ourselves. 
And so just that we need each other, we're here for each other. As covenant keepers, we can buoy each other up when we're down. We can love each other where we're at, and it's okay. So that was that was my presentation. But I do want to just tell a little bit about me. A little bit about me is that I grew up in Washington State. I was the youngest of nine children. My parents were amazing, and they created a home of security and love for me. My dad was a prisoner of World War II and escaped. My mother had me at age 45. She's still alive. She's 92. And she and my dad had this love and bond. And it made me want to have that same thing. It just inspired me to want to have that kind of love in my life and and not just not just marital love, but also familial love. And and that's what I've been striving for and I've and have and and it takes work and and it takes God. <laughs> yes. So powerful. Hmm, Rachel. Oh, so happy that you shared. I'm so, so glad that you were at the retreat. Yeah, you listeners, we were, you couldn't help but like, you know, tap your foot. Everything had a beat. Some things were serious. Some things were funny. We had a lot of fun. And, you know, the things that you came up with, it was just so good. It, like, kept our attention we were so enthralled because it was like what is she saying right we want to hear <laughs> the lyrics of what you wrote it was so relatable and yeah the things you picked it was obvious that you were spirit-led and have a gift for doing that but the gift that i loved the most was the gift you shared of you and how what you described at the beginning of what you just shared of really appreciating you know, don't forget how to play. Don't forget how to be happy and find joy, even though things are hard. And yeah, you, it was awesome to do that on the first day to get everybody just, just relax. It's okay. It's so good. Uh, I'm sure Debbie and Jen have something to say about it too. And, and then if we have time, I, I thought you should read some of your lyrics. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> It I think really one was. thing, oh, yeah, go, go, Deb. <laughs> I think one thing that our world could all agree on is music is the great unifier. Yeah. And at the Mothers Who Know Retreat, that was a group of women. Most of us didn't know each other. People came with maybe a friend, but the masses, I don't, we didn't know a lot of the people there. But the music was the great unifier, and it was just like you described fun. It was relatable. It was spiritual. I would have paid money to listen to the music that was there from both of the musicians that came, Rachel being definitely one of them. And one of the, I loved all of it. The, one of the things that really just touched my heart and brought me to tears was your daughter when she did sing the scarecrow song. So I want to 
I want to interpret how I heard it. It's a little different than what Rachel just described, but we all hear it in our own heart, right? Right. But this sweet daughter of hers is just going through the mortal journey. She's just trying to figure things out like we all do. And she was pretty honest about it. And the way that she described the scarecrow as being her mom is the protector, like what Rachel said, but also the protector in that she wasn't, she didn't feel judged. She felt allowed to be on that journey and to find her way and to find her own savior, her own belief, what, and to develop her own testimony. And that scarecrow protected her in the right to do that and the ability to do that with open arms, loving every step of the way. And I, I just was really touched by that for this sweet young lady to have that imagery of her mom and then to be able to put it into words and then to sing it to us. And if we could, if, I mean, I know it's not on YouTube, but you all should perform these songs on YouTube and we should put them in the show notes. It was so good. People would have them on their playlist. Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, Rachel, it was so fun. And I feel like that endearing and real part of, well, to me, that was the power of the entire retreat was how we started. I think sometimes it just, we go to something and we're hearing people present and our hearts are like, they, you know, we're not really open because we don't think we see them as this polished person presenting, you know, mm -hmm. and I just feel like the, the thing we did at the beginning that BJ did with the hearts where all the presenters got up and had written the hard things on our hearts. Yeah. And that was everyone wasn't that right. And it was oh. so powerful that I feel like it changed the entire spirit from the get-go of every yeah. one of us there because we knew that all everyone here has hard and has really hard things and we all have some heavy and so Rachel just built on that when she you know had the presenters come up and dance and do fun and like I just think that fun atmosphere in amidst the hard made the whole spirit of learning so much more powerful because all of a sudden we knew that we were all in this together and there wasn't, you know, one of us wasn't more polished because, I mean, when you look at Karen, Rachel, and Debbie, these presenters here today, you would be intimidated because they are so beautiful and so polished when they speak. And so I feel like the power was seeing the real and the vulnerable and Rachel did that with her music but then having fun and talking about the fun in life and the real in life at the same time was magical and seeing her daughter like that to me was also one of the most profound things because she showed us how we can love and embrace and accept others going through a journey that might be different than what ours is looking like and that it was real because we were seeing it from the daughter's perspective of how a mom can do that. And I, I will never be the same from seeing that example because it just shows with God, it is possible. His love helps us love others and all of us in our journeys. It was so fun. And her voice was incredible. Like it wasn't just 
Like she was all sheepish to say she sings. Right. Well, she sings. This girl can sing. <laughs> oh, let's add in there that she was a one of the final contestants on. No, she was. She no. was. <laughs> okay, give the give, give her the call out though. She got the. She, she was. She was just on a show. Are we not going to say the show? <laughs> it was the famous singing contestant show. Everybody. <laughs> You probably could find that on YouTube. No. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. It was so yeah, there it's just just these were professionals. Yeah. Yeah, oh, just no. thinking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, like totally. If you just, you know, something happened in your life and you were just feeling like, hmm, how are we gonna provide for this family? Cause this happened. You could just say, I think I'll go do women's events as a singer. And you it would be done. Would you be are amazing. so kind. Yeah, it was so awesome. So you know what? I in my brain I'm like, which one was the hello song? And I'm trying to hum it or remember. Why don't you sing it to us, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch Debbie. She just she gets right in your face like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that good pickleball she's been playing yeah <laughs> so good totally but really yeah i can't remember that song i can't remember what it was it's by adele it's by adele oh hello, it's by, yes yeah okay say that again hello it's me hello it's me yes now yes. i know yes the other one was i wanted the listeners to understand that when you said the cup song it's literally she had us snapping and stomping and doing yeah. something with a and usually the cup song is done with a cup yeah but we didn't have cups and we didn't have a surface so when i put it together for girls camp i had to we did it on our lap yeah so. yeah you just like yeah brought your hands and all these anyway she was really quite validating to think we could all do that <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it took me a very long time to be able to do it and sing at the same time. That was so hard. I could not believe. I, as I watched you, I was like, I can't believe she can do that. Because as soon as I could kind of do it while we weren't singing, but as soon as we started singing, I was like, no, I can only think of these words. I cannot do my hands because then I'll just be like, oh, I, I can't do both of those things. Oh yeah, and the funny thing is, is that we did it really slow, and my daughter was like, "I think that's so slow." I'm like, "Well, we were having them do the motions; they just learned them." <laughs> wow, yeah, it was so good. And your your niece who sang with you, oh, so fun! Such a great support of the energy you brought, you guys. It was obvious you guys are a good team. Mm -hmm. The chemistry you two have was so fun. Yep. It was yeah. just awesome. Well, it's almost like we just need to have the musical event, like, you know, halfway between the year, just do the music, promote the retreat for this coming year. And then, yeah. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. Get yeah. on that, Rachel. Get doing those YouTubes. Okay, I'll get Veronica <laughs> out here again and yeah. we'll do something together. <laughs> right. Veronica in Canada, Rachel in Utah. And yep. It's so great that your niece was willing to come clear from Ohio. No, Omaha. Omaha. There you go. From Omaha. 
hello she was like you want me to huh <laughs> she was she was there she was like yes i i will do it i'm like thank you so much because i was feeling a little stressed about it <laughs> it's up there with me she's like i i said i have the greatest idea and she was like that is a good idea and i'm like yes mm -hmm. I, I had to twist her arm it's great mm -hmm. that's so cool uh, and she was vested. She was all in. Like she was so fun to have there. It was great. Yes. Yeah. And you know, just a little side note, I sat by her one of the meals at a table and I was looking at her face and I said, gosh, your makeup is pretty. And I was just like, God, your makeup is so pretty. You just really have fun makeup on. I don't even know how to do my makeup like that. Right. And I just, it was just so fun to get yes. to her. And she was like, oh, well, just, it was just cute to sit and talk to her at the table. Just yeah. her comment about her makeup and how she does it and how it has to be. And, and that, you know, it just matches her personality, what she likes. And she loves makeup. She's got drawers and drawers full. Yeah. But anyway, it was just so cute to just think, oh, I'm so glad you brought her. She was a great addition to our. Yeah. She, she is amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Rachel. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay. Well, Debbie, you presented in such a neat room that was right along with your presentation. As soon as we got there, it was like, what? This was meant to be, right? Yes. yes. So where we had the retreat, it was up Hobble Creek Canyon and the property that the lodge was on had this beautiful groomed pond with swans in it, right? And it was just like, wow, this is cool, right? And so it was, it was a neat thing for all the women, like when we would take a break or eat to go outside and, but yeah, the room that you presented in one whole wall of it was just windows right out to that pond and so yeah i'm going to turn it to you tell us a little bit about you and tell us about um, your presentation well i was so lucky to get to teach the truth tool which i'll talk about in just a minute but a little bit about me i was raised in arizona and married very young and then we adopted two boys and then I found myself as a single mom of these two boys. And when I was in school, a little bit of college before I got married, I wasn't really very serious about it. But man, as a single mom, I was very serious about school and kind of was surprised that I was a little bit smart even. So I had to work really hard, but it, it kind of took me from a place of feeling really like a failure. I'm going to throw out words of how I felt along this journey and embarrassed. I had a lot of shame, even felt like when I went to church, sometimes I didn't fit in. And so I remember one time sitting in church and thinking, I have a right to be here. As anyone else, I can worship God wherever I choose and I choose it right here. So I'm okay to hold my head up high. I'm okay to get myself into school. I'm okay to be a single mom. I'm okay. And that was really a turning point. We have different turning points in our lives. That was a turning point where I 
remembered really who I was, that I wasn't defined by a broken marriage or having to go to school at an older age or any of those things or a single mom, but I was a daughter of God and I felt so powerful to be able to know I was okay to hold my head up and walk that journey. Mm-hmm. So I have loved the way that the Lord has taught me because I I did get through school, but then as I I got remarried and had stepchildren, so I had all these different names. I was a single mom or I was a divorced mom, I was a single mom, then I was a stepmom, then I was a wife, I was a wife again, then a stepmom. All these different titles that we add to ourselves, right? And over the course of my life, I remember one time I w- went to go sit on my stairs and I had this really giddy feeling to talk about how Jen said giddy. And I was like, what is that feeling I'm feeling? And I was like, oh, you know what? I think I met someone new. I want to have lunch with them. And I sat on my on my stairs and I was like, who was it? Who was that person I met? And all of a sudden the clarity came to my mind. And it was, I'll give you my maiden name, Debbie Condy. I was like, oh, oh, I'm me again. I'm me. And it was so revelatory as I remembered who I was. So yes, we know we're daughters of God. We're children of God. We teach of that and sing of that from a very young age in our church. But to really identify that you are a daughter of God and you remember who you are is very powerful. But I loved preparing to do this truth tool, which I'll talk about, because I was reading so many things in the scriptures and in conference talks and prophets and apostles of our identity and the importance of our identity. And President Nelson is very clear that the most important thing we can know is our identity. And just like I had said earlier, the we have lots of identities. And now it's like that one of my identities is I'm a pickleball enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those, you know, and it's so fun to have all these identities. But the most important one is I'm a daughter of God. And because I know that, I also struggled when I would hear people say, oh, that's, that's Satan. Or I remember Karen one time saying not every voice in our head is a trusted voice. And I'd be like, well, who are all the voices then, Karen? You know, <laughs> and anyway, in, and in Mothers Who Know and Life-Changing Services, there's an Eternal Warrior class and I became an Eternal Warrior coach. We, we really do teach of the reality of Satan. And that was so uncomfortable for me for a long time. I think we're kind of taught that we don't, that's taboo to talk about. And if you talk about it, you're kind of weird. And that's really uncomfortable. And maybe it's over the line, right? Mm -hmm. But those are lies too. They're lies. We're taught at the very, very beginning that in the pre-mortal existence, there was a war in heaven. And Lucifer was there and he wanted to force us to come to earth and make us do. He was going to get us all back, right? That's what the whole thing was. But the savior, Jesus Christ said, no, I will go down and they will choose. And that's so powerful. So as we go through this life, that powerful plan, perfect plan of happiness of the savior, Jesus Christ, and that plan Really, if we can dial that into everything that we go through and we go, well, what's really the plan? It helps us discern 
the voices that are in our head. So I'm going to read a couple of quotes. One is that they say in Mothers Who Know, and Karen, you can tell us who even made this up. Maybe it came from an apostle, but it's not written down here. Whose child are you? I remember whose daughter I am, and I straighten my crown. Who's that from, Karen? Some artist that drew a really cute picture of a little girl with a crown on her head. Oh, so cute. Yeah. Well, I love that because it helps us remember who we are too, right? Yeah. Daughters of the king. And then I love this by Elder Holland. He said, who is it that whispers lies so subtly in your ear? You and I both know who does this. It is the father of all lies. It is Lucifer, our common enemy. One of my words that I always look at when I'm studying the scriptures and conference talks and things is that word that's three letters, but it's the biggest word I think in the scriptures and it's all A-L-L. -L. So whenever I see it, I've always, I've just developed this habit to like, he didn't say some lies, he said all lies. So then we have to learn to discern truth, right? So I think that's why the truth tool spoke to me and does speak to me still so profoundly because it's an acronym. And so we're going to use the, some of the things I just said, where we have to know our identity and we have to be able to discern the voices in our head. And we have to give validity, not only to just to the spirit, which here's the quote on the spirit, although Satan will lie to you, you can count on the spirit to tell you the truth. That's why the gift of the Holy ghost is so essential right? So those are all truths we can do, but we have these thoughts that come into our head and we want to be clear that Satan can't control our thoughts. He just drops the thoughts in. And then what we do is we choose what voice we're going to believe, right? And give power to. So the truth tool is the acronym. We terminate the lie. So first we have to find the lie and then we restore the truth we unite back with God. And then the TH is, this is my body. So terminate the lie. One game I love to play so much is the detective game. And you go through and you, you write down the thoughts that are in your head, and then you try to detect where the lie is. And there's many ways to do that. One of the best ways that I find is to change the word I to we. And you, instead of saying, I'm such a loser, or I'm never going to be able to do that. That is impossible for me, right? Those things. If I say, we are such a loser, you can hear the lie really quick. Because if you're yoked with the Savior, you know that's not true because you know he's not a, a loser. So therefore, you know you're not a loser because you're yoked. So you can hear the lie. You can do that detective work really quick. Or I'm never going to be able to accomplish that. That's impossible. Then you say, we are never going to be able to do that. That's impossible for us. You can hear the lie like really profoundly, right? So those are things, writing it down, changing the I to a we helps us to detect the lie. As soon as we see the lie, we terminate it and we restore truth. And restoring truth is, I think, is another our word, remembering who we really are. Remember, 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 and then unite with God. There's so many powerful things to help us unite back with God. One is what we talked about earlier is music, right? I like to listen to 
podcasts. I love to listen to conference talks over and over and over again, especially if I'm really struggling in the middle of the night and have anxiety. It's harder for me to detect the lie in the middle of the night, but it's easier for me to feel the spirit if I turn on a conference talk right away. I can feel, I can remember, it helps me remember again. And then the TH, this is my body. There is science that is proven that when we're in the mid part of our brain, which is where our emotions are, and we want to get to the front lobe of our brain, which is where we reason and can make, have creativity, we can make rational choices. So if we're in the emotional part, it's harder for us to do that. So the science and the evidence that has been determined is that if we can move our body, it helps shift the chemicals from the middle part of our brain, the mid part, the emotional part, to the front lobe of our brain, where we're back able to feel the spirit and make more rational thoughts and decision-making and have creativity. So there's lots of ways to use your body also. And just to back up a little bit, some of the things where Karen said where it was is when I was studying to like do the truth tool and I knew we had to remember who we were. One of the talks that stood out so much was Elder Uchtdorf. And at the time it was President Uchtdorf. And he gave that talk about the ugly duckling. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, oh, that's that's kind of an old talk. I mean, like, I don't know that I should use that. I should use one that's more, you know, is has been used more recent. But it kept coming to my mind, kept coming to my mind. So I was like, I'm just going to use it. And then I was playing pickleball with this lady. And she said, oh, I'm teaching a class on Sunday. And I'm going to have the ladies take tinfoil and make an image of themselves. And I was like, wouldn't that be cool? to have them listening to President Uchtdorf about the ugly duckling and their identity while they're using their bodies, creating an image of themselves. And for some ladies that absolutely sent them over the top because it was very overwhelming, but it's okay. We all are where we are and we give grace wherever. And it didn't matter to me if it was a blob or whatever, it was just give it a try. But the incredible thing was, is like what Karen had said, is where the room was. So while we were listening to Elder Uchtdorf and doing our tinfoil bodies, we were facing this beautiful swan or pond with swans swimming across it. And I just thought how that was like a little miracle to me. Mm-hmm. And for me that the Lord, that is exactly what the Lord wanted all of us to be learning and hearing and listening to at that time. Um, anyway, so that's what we did. We went through the whole truth tool, the terminate the lie, the restore the truth, unite with God, and this is my body. And there's so many things we can do. Some women love to get up and dance. I've heard Karen before say, if you can only move a finger that's moving your body and that helps shift the chemicals from the midpoint to the front lobe of your brain, anything we do that can help us reclaim who we are and our space and remember that we are children of God and we really do have a savior. We can lean into that faith. He will catch us. He will help us. He will help us learn. He meets us right where we are and takes us to the next step. And I, uh, I heard this week that that's the only thing that he won't do is leave us where we are. He'll mm-hmm. come where you are, but he's not going to leave you there. So be prepared to take the next step. And I kind of think that was elder Holland too, that said that, but 
not positive. So anyway, that's what we did with the truth tool. Wow, it was so good. Yeah, that was fun to make little people out of foil. And just amazing. The ugly duckling turning into a swan and President Uchtdorf saying that and yeah, it was so neat looking, thinking there it's there's swans in that pond. Was so, so good. I'm so glad you described the different identities that just life can give us, you know, our experience in life and then coming to yourself on the stairs. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and that our most important identity is being a daughter of God. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Anything you ladies would like to share about the truth tool? presentation? Well, I just really love Debbie when she speaks. She just has this, she's, she presents such a beautiful way and, and you can tell she feels it. She knows it right in, in her heart. And I, it's so neat to me though, every single time when Debbie shares, because again, she has the gift of knowing the savior, knowing who she is, and then being able to be real and vulnerable because she shared through when she presented the truth tool, she shared her own experiences of how it worked for her and how, you know, we could relate and understand how you bring it into real life, you know, in this and shared some amazing experiences with her son or, you know, just different things where she held her head high in these hard places. And it just, I feel hope every time I see Debbie or hear her speak, because she's so beautiful and so put together, but so real, like she's not, she's like, this is what I'm going through. And this is what I've had in my life, but I can hold my head high. So when she shared that experience of her sitting in as a single mom, that was just just now, I I didn't ever know that about Debbie, but that is what she helps. She infuses this hope in all of us when you hear her talk of whatever we're going through, it's okay. We're loved. We know who we are and we can hold our heads high. And it just was so powerful, Debbie. You just have this beautiful knack of balancing and just being who you are real and beautiful and shining in that place and it was just a blessing to have you share the truth tool because it meant so much coming from you in your experiences with it so it was beautiful thank you jen i just want to say i could tell all of the effort that debbie has put into you know integrating all of these things that she's learned into her life and becoming this new person that, you know, has learned so much along the way through all of the hard and, and that's, that's what we're here to do. Right. I mean, that that's what being refined means. It's what being transformed means. And I just love seeing Debbie. I love, I love Debbie, your voice. I just love how measured and calm it is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's awesome. And then to have you you talked a little bit about some boundaries that you had set and that you kept. And I just, I was really inspired by that. Like, and you, you relied on the Lord every step of the way and you waited, you waited until you knew what to do. And I just thought that was so inspiring. And I just really was blessed by that. 
-hmm. you. Yeah. And you know what? I was blessed by you sharing the, the we, right? Take the lie instead of saying I, right? Or some of it is you, right? But just put a we in front of it instead. I was like, Debbie, that is so brilliant. That was so awesome. Yeah, that was a huge takeaway that I had in your presentation. I was like, that's good. That's so awesome. Because especially, yeah, if we're fighting with and for our Savior and champion, Jesus Christ, right? And we're considering, oh, well, let's check in and see if this fits with we, right? And that our identity is always pure, divine, and glorified like we're his daughters and so that can't be our truth because we're yoked with him and i think like as mothers and looking at our kids and worrying about them so much sometimes the thought is they're never going to be okay or this mm -hmm. is hopeless right and it's not always i'm a failure but it's like oh maybe i'm a failure as a mom that would be the lie but we know that we can do the we but if we look at them and it's like, oh, the, that is hopeless over there. Yeah. But if we know that the Savior is watching them, right? And we say they are hopeless, meaning two people, not just talking about them, but they, then you can see the lie there too. It's like, you know yeah. that those two aren't hopeless because the Savior's right there. So we, I think it helps us get, have more patience too and go, oh, yeah, he's got that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a neat thing because it's you tying in to the truth tool, the just power just of the Savior's atonement, right? You're tying that into all the truth tool and, and making sure that's part of it. That's why it was just like, oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thanks, Debbie. And you ladies, oh, it's so great to be with you. I'm so grateful for this opportunity today to be together and really just so edifying to be with you and to just experience again in my imagination, feel the spirit and the tingles of, wow, that was so cool. Just, just really appreciate it. So our hope in having these episodes of the presenters highlighting their things that they did was that yeah, it will help you to just know that that's somewhere I want to be. If I don't get involved with mothers who know right now, I would just love to come to this retreat. This sounds like an amazing retreat. And we do, we try to keep it so everybody can relate and feel the power of our divine identity there by connecting with each other and, and the spirit. So. So thanks everybody for joining us and thanks you awesome ladies. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. 
find a message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSAA young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under MothersYouKnow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know, and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers Who Know website at mothershoknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothershoknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.